Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. The Nerdy Podcast hosted by two Northern Nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And today we're joined by another special guest. Hi, my name's Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jake's one of our like I say, main members of the Facebook group, I would say, who posts a lot of interesting topics, which I like to say, like, it's not just memes with Jake, he has a lot of good opinions. Um, There's plenty of memes. Oh, I think the memes, <laughs> but I do like a bit of a conversation as well, so, I'll, but I, yeah. like, I, and I think, like I say, your point of view always comes across well, I think, as that's the way I would oh, always put it. But um, yeah, if you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your nerd, nerdism, shall we say? Yeah, so uh, like I said, I've mentioned a few times in the Facebook group, I do some nerdy drum covers, like I've done Power Rangers and the Pokemon theme. And I'm going to do some more once I get some more time and it's a bit less hot in the attic because that's where <laughs> I record. <laughs> it's all been pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just your sort of classic born in 88 played video games my whole life and loves me some movies as well cool. why do people have to depress me with their age <laughs> it's closer than the most than the, the last few like i say wait um you're 83 sam i was 82 so uh, it's getting close at our age <laughs> very close i am in a new location this week with three dogs and one of them has just spotted my neighbor outside so Give me two seconds. I'm going to go and close the curtains. Two minutes. <laughs> That's fine. But, uh, but yeah, um, like I say, computer games has always been a big part of me. I was always a Sega fan rather than a Nintendo fan growing up as well. So I don't oh, know right. which ones you like played on. Uh, I was well, Super Nintendo was the first, but uh, mm. I had a neighbour who had a Mega Drive, so we used to climb over the fire escape to each other's flats and, and play both. Cool. I was always a Sonic yeah. fan. Mar- I always thought Mario was too hard, uh, especially Mario yeah. Three. Mario Three with the the leaves and stuff. But Sonic was always my boy at the back in the day. Yeah, I was a Mega Drive girl. Mm. I, I was like the first kid on the street to have a Mega Drive. I was I was the cool one. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, I've never been the cool one. That's what nothing I've ever been. <laughs> but um, but yes. So this week we are returning back to the top five. So quite excited about. It. I know last week we did do the top five Marvel films, which was quite enjoyable. But this week, we're going the action route. So we're doing our top five action films, which has been, like I say, a bit of a ball ache, shall we say, where my <laughs> my cha- my picks have changed on a daily basis. And even when I was telling these before we came on, it changed five minutes before we even started the podcast. So, um, but I have reverted back. Um, I'm happy with my picks. Uh, I'm going forth, so I'm not changing them again. But I can't change Locked. them again. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So with Jake being our special guest, we always try and get um, well, give them the chance to go first. I know Donna was a little nervous when she came on. She didn't want to go first with her picks. But uh, we'll let Jake go yeah. with his first pick straight off the bat. Yes, I'm fine to have a pick. <laughs> so what would you think if I said, if it bleeds, we can kill it? <laughs> <laughs> would you think of Predator from 1987? I most certainly would, and it is my on my pick as well. So we've got a joint pick. Best pick I've picked off. Thank yes. You <laughs> it's one of the ones I did think about putting on, but I did leave it off because I knew this one would come up because it is yeah. one of the ultimate uh, action uh, 
films of the 80s and as, I, as I've said in the past, the 80s is my jam and all the films yeah. from the 80s were typically better than anything that we've had now. So, so what made th- you pick Predator then? Yeah, I think like why it had to be on my list was like, well, I definitely felt like I needed an Arnold. Like, I, I loved Arnold when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. I didn't watch like a ton. I don't think I had any videotapes like in my own house. So mm-hmm. it was always just like, other people's. But I also do love a creature. So, and the Predator is like one of the best designed creatures to like debut, like yeah. to come out of nowhere that I've sort mm-hmm. of ever seen, I guess. <laughs> well, if it was tracking you, you probably wouldn't see it as well. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I do love a, a creature in, like I say, any type of movie, but the Predator is one of the more interesting ones. And I think it has mm. transcended a lot into other media as well, like especially in the comic books. I think that's where it's yeah. found found its home a little bit um, later. But um, yeah, I completely agree. Predator is an amazing film and it has, as you said, some of the best catchphrases in the films. Um, it's just a pure cheese fest with uh, Carl <laughs> Weathers and Arnie uh, doing their business, showing off muscles yeah. that anyone can be oiled at the same time as well. That handshake. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Also got Jesse the Body Ventura in there as well, who has mm-hmm. some of the greatest lines in the actual yeah. film. Mm-hmm. Oh, the uh, former governor of Minnesota. <laughs> yes. Now, major conspiracy theorist. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he loves the lizard people, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He does. Um, I love this film so much to the point where I was on a teen night out and I got a text message off my ex and said, Predators on the telly, and I pardoned myself and went home <laughs> to go and watch nice. it. Nice. Because I, I mean, so much. yeah, I mean, you know, who doesn't want to go see like a greased up jungle adventure like at that time of night? You know, <laughs> it's winding down. Could put that away, but I think I think with the Predator films as well. I know there's been a lot of interesting takes after the, this one i didn't mind predator 2 with uh, danny uh, danny glover in though that was an interesting take seeing it like, in a different setting but um like i say, the storyline is generally as simple as the come getting hunted and need to survive but um i love the aspect i love the gadgets in predator as well and how um like the, the, the used things against like the the idea of using mud to to cover the heat vision and how they brought about that and how Arnie worked that out as well was quite cleverly done. But I remember yeah, watching Arnie's this because uh, as you, I, I, I didn't have this on DVD, on video, I think it's a DVD, VHS back in the day. It was on, uh, I think it was on Channel 4 um, when, it was, when I first mm. saw it. So it was one where all the video, uh, like I say, the, the TV breaks. So I think I stayed up uh, later than I should have uh, one, one day and uh, stopped up. And watched it but I was as I said I was blown away when Predator came out because there wasn't a film like it and they have tried to replicate it so many times uh, and well, not... this might be a, this might be a bit of a hot take but I didn't mind the most recent one mm-hmm. I oh, okay. didn't mind it and I think it was more because of the design of Pre- the Predator I actually really loved it mm-hmm. Um the story was a bit meh the acting in it was what you would expect but I just I loved I'd... the 
the design of the predator on that one. I have okay. incarnations in the house of Predator to the point where I have a stuffed toy. <laughs> oh, nice. Like, I definitely hated the latest Predator. <laughs> but I think... I, I get I think, that as, like, as a Predator fan. Like, I really yeah. love the first one. I do get it, but mm. I didn't... I'm the person who liked the new Mortal Kombat. So you can take oh, that. Oh, I love that. <laughs> no, no, I love that. I think, like, for me, it felt like it was, like, a really kind of, like... The script was, like, really sort of, like, toxic in mm. a kind of way. Like, all the characters kind of hated each other. Yeah, and it was there was no union there. Yeah, so I guess I kind of missed the camaraderie, like the whole like you know mm. like tight knit group picked off one by one sort of aspect. Yeah, I, I, I blame Shane Black. Yeah, I know there was a lot of controversy about that film as well. Like with um, like I say, a lot of stuff that did came out after the film, and the actual cut of the film wasn't what the original was intended. So like chop bits out, yeah. move things in position. Um, there was a lot of stuff that. Um, I think I think I can't remember the actress's name now, but I know she played Cyclops in X Men. She came out and absolutely slated the behaviour on set of um, I think it was Shane Black and a few others. Mm-hmm. So I think the studio got involved with that one. But the one I didn't mind, like I say, that one again when they brought out Predator Dogs, that was me. Finished. It was like this is shit. But <laughs> <laughs> but the one before that with uh, Adrian Brody, I thought that was an interesting con- concept where they put all these dangerous um like say assassins and uh, and military folk on an island and said who can survive and you've got like Topher grace as a secret serial killer Um, (laughs) and then like kind of elements i quite liked but that's the only good role for him is like a betrayer sort of like (laughs) jerk (laughs) or a very um racist kkk um higher dragony person because he's in um oh the black is it the black king the black clansman Mm-hmm. Um, with Denzel Washington, oh, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't remember what his name is. But he's um, Topher Grace is in that, and he does. He suits that part down to the ground. Um, <laughs> I generally can't remember the Adrian, Adrian Brody one. I know I've seen it. I just can't remember it. Yeah, it's kind of like Battle Royale, isn't it? Like, yeah, so I think that was the premise of Battle Royale. But the only thing that jumps out in my mind, like the only thing that really made it very weird, was Lawrence Fishburne's character. He went all good very strange and um, I didn't quite get his point but I think what I love about uh, the original Predator as well is because I'm sure I've read I don't know if this is true wasn't Jean-Claude Van Damme the original guy in the suit but he was too short yeah wasn't it I think it was like a lobster creature if (laughs) I remember right (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I remember because he was supposed to be like the Predator and the pussy he was either had an attitude on set or they thought he was too short or something like that but it was the 80s so I think John claude Van Damme was a bit ahead of himself there he <laughs> did that. yeah he had a lot of uh, he, he liked this cocaine and <laughs> do, doing what he wanted <laughs> pretty much we were going into your your top one Paul because my was Predator right. as well cool so so I'll go with my only pick, I'm just double checking, yeah, my only pick that's not from the 80s. So, <laughs> so, so it gives you a taste of what's to come. So this is quite, I wouldn't say a modern film. Well, it is modern. Um, it was, it's, it's had a few sequels since then, but this came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like I said, the story for this is very basic, which I think a lot of action movies is, but it's so well done and so stylized. And I just think it's, 
as a as a film, it's just entertaining from start to finish, even though the start is a little bit sad. Um, as a franchise, it's amazing because it's on my list as well. <laughs> so I've got John. I've picked John Wick with Keanu Reeves. Oh yes, <laughs> it's not on mine, but yes, I've seen it. Yeah, it's on mine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like I said, the, the premise is just brilliant. Like I say, so simple and. It doesn't treat the audience like the stupid as well as as well because it doesn't over explain anything. It kind of hints at this world like that's like normal for them, but we wouldn't kind of go in. And I know they're going through a bit more in the in the sequels, but mm-hmm. I, I like that's what I like about the first one. It kind of hints at this uh, world of assassins and and as such, and doesn't over explain it and lets you make up your own mind as well and. Again, when it tells you stuff like how he got out of the situation, it doesn't actually go into it and tell you what he had to do. Just it was an impossible task. And I love the premise that it's all because uh, these Russian dickheads took away something that he loved. So he just decided, right, he's going to bring a lot of hurt. And Keanu Reeves, I know he gets a lot of shit for his acting um, and his accents and stuff, because I still never forgive him for Bram Stoker's Dracula. I will never forgive him <laughs> for Bram Stoker's Dracula, because that was absolutely horrendous. But you are right. This it seems like roles are just being made for him because mm-hmm. he he does he hasn't he, he's not really changing much. Mm-hmm. If you look at John Wick to Bill and Ted the new one to now, you've seen the trailer for the Matrix. He had a shave for the new Bill and Ted, so he was a completely different character. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's looking, but he is much different. But these films, yeah. the, the, there's no bullshit about them, like mm-hmm. none whatsoever. What you see is what you get, mm-hmm. and they don't. You're right, Paul. They don't treat the audience stupid. That like you're not at, treat stupid. I absolutely adore this franchise. Just the whole franchise, I mm-hmm. love it, and I can't wait for the fourth one. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I still get sad at the start when they kill a little puppy dog. I, I, that is heartbreaking. I'm I'm ne- no good when it comes to animals and stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, because well, it was, it was, I won't want yeah. a film that has any animal death in. I don't even know how. <laughs> nobody told me that that was going to happen. Otherwise, I would never have watched it. I was heartbroken. I think that's why I like this one as well because it came out of nowhere. There was no big um, like. Because you know, normally when a big action film's coming out, there's big trailers and advertising campaigns. I think we got a small trailer, then it was on the cinema and went, Oh, we'll go and see what it is. And it was such a big surprise. Mm-hmm. And the elements in it, like, he's, he's the bogeyman. He's, uh, I'll, try, I'll try and say it in Russian, uh, Baba Yaga. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that whole premise where he's just like not the, not the baddest person or not the most skilled person, he's just the one that's most determined. He's hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. He was willing to take <laughs> on all these assassins because they murdered his dog. Yep. Like, if but, that's if that's how far he's willing to go for his dog. Mm-hmm. Like, but, yeah, but it's the it's determined it's because he gets his ass kicked a lot during the film when you don't oh. really expect. But it's the determination that he's willing to go further and through everything more. And I love the whole continental aspect as well and the rules to it. And yeah. again, going back to what I said, that don't over-explain it. Where they say, this is basically this because of that. It says, these yeah. are the rules. You yeah. can't do this. And you go, okay. And you don't know who these higher people are. I know they're going to go into it a little bit. I think they're going to do a TV show as well about the Continental 
Um, how, oh, that's got, fun. how it got started and, and so on. But um, and the cars, the fucking cars. I'm always, I'm all, I'm all about <laughs> uh, the American, like say, uh, like say the fat, like say the power cars and stuff like that. But his cars in that film is absolutely amazing. Up there with the Charger from uh, Supernatural, shall we say? I was just going to say, <laughs> there with Dean's car. Uh, it's a Dodge Charger. Is it a Dodge Charger? Or I believe Dodge so. Charger? It's called. I know it's called Baby, but. Um, Yes. Yeah. But even the cast as well, like, like even the things like William Defoe, um, like Ian McShane in it, and um, the guy who was, uh, I can't remember the guy in it now, he was just playing the mechanic, like I say, a little small role like that, but he's a big, big actor, but adds more to it than, like, say, if they got someone in that wasn't part of it. But, um, and the action scenes, if you like an action film, um, it's, it's all about, like, the moves, and I know. The director of the third one, he made it purposely, and because he wanted the audience to feel absolutely exhausted after the film. Mm. Yeah, I totally get that. Totally yeah. felt that. We watched the second and third one straight off each other because we couldn't, <laughs> literally, could not wait to get into it again. And mm. then when it finished, I was like, I just don't want to leave. Halle Berry was in the third one. Mm. You've got Lawrence Fishburne. Yep. Keanu and Lawrence Fishburne working together again. Their chemistry <laughs> is just magic. Mm-hmm. I do. Oh, I, I had to pick this one because it, it is a recent one for us as well. Mm-hmm. I watched the first one when it came out and then didn't bother with the other ones until a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, I kicked myself for waiting that long. But then again, I was just so happy then. I was like, oh, I get to be back in this world again. I love it. Yeah, you got like a massive block like hit all at once. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like going back to what you were saying about like the, um, them sort of like respecting the audience, like mm-hmm. with this kind of like hints at like little story, like the coins and everything, kind mm-hmm. of just putting it out there. Like I think in the action scenes, the way it's shot, I think the respect the audience there as well. They're kind of just like, we're going to go. He's never going to stop. Mm-hmm. And like, we think you're going to come along for this ride. Like it doesn't like stop to like focus on stuff too much. Yeah, it's just like boom, boom, boom. He's over here now. <laughs> like, yeah, <everyone's> dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get what you mean as well because I know a lot of like films these do. They do the quick takes, the quick cuts. I know. Um, I loved it. I went to see. I don't know if Sam's seen it yet. Shang Chi. Um, yeah. the pictures. Um, a lot of the action scenes <laughs> and the fight scenes there. They do the quick, quick cuts. So you close up, quick cut, cut, and you don't know what's going to happen. But you you pretty much see everything that's happening in these ones as well, which is. Like sometimes very brutal, but in a you good feel, way. Yeah, you, you feel every punch, every kick, every smack to the ground. You feel it all because there's there's no cutting in between. You're just watching mm-hmm. it like go like as it, as it's happening. It's just mm-hmm. oh, I love it. Yeah, like that's, that's, I love it. <laughs> isn't it like the, in the first one is when he goes through like the dance club, isn't it, or some kind of similar place? Oh no, I think that's the third one when that's he goes back. To, is yeah. it? Yeah, when he goes back to because you find out he's actually Russian because I never knew he yeah. was Russian um, and Angela is it Angela Houston um, yes. she's yes. she's um, like his family and he's got to go back and um, then he gets disowned by them by using uh, like I say a medal or something but, but she still yeah. respected him for it mm-hmm. she still had a lot of respect for him <laughs> but yeah but uh, um as as you, I think what we've said before, he was born to play this role. I don't think anyone else could could do it as well, um, unless it, like we say, it wasn't American. If that makes sense, because I think it had a very 
Eastern uh, feel to the film, like um, like a John Woo style, I think. Yeah. Direction style, but. Um, no, I, I definitely see where you're coming from there. I feel mm-hmm. like I only have um, Fierce Off to reference when it comes to John Woo. So, <laughs> Lots of dubs. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, very good film. But yeah, so that's my, that's my first pick, John Wick. Cool. Well, as I've had my first and second pick taken. Stolen. <laughs> you can go next, Jake. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so another one that is a pretty famous film and could be considered by some one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Oh, Die Hard. <laughs> in my <me> list! <laughs> and I'll, I'll join with this one as well because it is in my list. Um, this is one of the ones I was debating taking out because I wanted to keep it for Christmas. But <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> But uh, I, I don't think you can have an action film, uh, well, a top five action film without having Die Hard, even though uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis is meant to be a bell end in real life. But that, uh, yeah. <laughs> his albums are kind uh, of tips are often for that, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. But no, um, just finish, like I said, uh, again, go, going sidetracked here, I've just finished watching Brooklyn Nine Nine and the reference to Die Hard throughout these that show it just it brings yeah. back me love of the film as well <laughs> yeah That's same here same here jakes um because we've just binged the first we just binged the series and then gone back and binged it again and jake's love for that movie just makes you want to watch it and especially the episode where he gets to recreate it in the <laughs> shopping center yeah He's or he gets happy the, for him. they get trapped in nakatomi plaza as well yeah. don't they <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, that was that was a genuine surprise. I didn't know that um, Nakatoni Plaza existed. So then, when I saw that in that show, I wanted to go out there just to just to, yeah. to stand in front of Nakatoni Plaza. Here, uh, that's where Hans Gruber fell to his death. Yeah, yeah. The, the buildings. I don't know if any of the interiors were real, but mm-hmm. yeah, the the outside definitely. Well, I suppose the yeah, they had some outside scenes with the cars and stuff. So, so yeah, but I think <laughs> I think with Die Hard as well, um, not just a great film. But it was, in my opinion, had the, the greatest bad guy in Alan Rickman. Greatest yes. bad guy ever. And Bobby. I just said Hans Bobby, like the creepy guy, yeah. <laughs> which I can never remember his name. <laughs> um, no, Alan Rickman and the sheriff of Nottingham, they're like just on par with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just absolutely fantastic. Um, and he's hot as hell in that film. Just going to put it out there. He's just like, he, like, he always has like good line reads like Alan mm. Rickman and kind of everything he's in. But it's just the kind of fact that it's kind of like the stereotypical like American cop guy versus like the kind of straight list, like, you know, professional gangster. Mm-hmm. And just like the delivery on like, now I have a machine gun. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> As you can tell, he's like pissing him off. <laughs> Such an amazing impression, by the way. <laughs> what I like as well, the, uh, the change up in it as well. Um, when Alan Rickman first uh, meets, um, like I say, Bruce, uh, can't, can't even think of his name now, my brain's went to think. Um, he changes his John accent. McClane. John McClane, yeah, that's the one. I've got him losing points here. But. Uh, <laughs> He changed his accent to an American accent to try and trick him. Yeah. But yes. Alan Rickman, being the actor, is he does a flawless American accent, which <laughs> like always blows us away. But yeah, 
that's one of my favorite scenes is when you when you see him flip because he's so used to hearing that um he's german isn't he yeah german i think hans was meant to be uh, was it austrian i don't know Possibly. I don't want to offend anyone. So, <laughs> at least British, British um, in real life, but he was playing. Um, <laughs> and then they got another yeah. British. And then they got brother, another British actor to play his brother, playing another Asian. Oh yeah, Jeremy, <laughs> chewing up that scenery <laughs> massively, <laughs> as he always does. I guess he does. He does. If you've watched Watchmen, he does. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? That the, the cast in this man, you've got. Oh, I haven't. I haven't come prepared as normal. Um, but the guy who plays the policeman, who is he's who's he's on the ground guy. Oh Ren- yes, Ren- Ren- Reginald Bell like Johnson. Yes, how amazing is he? Mm-hmm. I love it, like because the, they have the little friendship when he's just like you know, stay safe, John, and stuff like that, like throughout <laughs> the movie, like on the walkie talkies, and you just feel like, oh, he really wants them to get out of this like, type of thing. <laughs> We love each other. <laughs> well, again, it, like I say, it's a simple premise. T- terrorists taking over like a building, wrong place, wrong time, as with all of John McClane's uh, exports. But he must be the most unluckiest bloke as well, because I wince like fuck at this film as well, when he takes his shoes off and then they realise and they shoot the glass. And you've seen him running and then mm. pulling the glass out of his feet in the sink. You'd ah, oh, that was up there with misery for pain threshold. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm no good when it comes to comes to feet and stuff like that. But yeah, that was the first time I I, know, I think I I noticed gore in a film as well. Like when I watched Die Hard, because um, I, I think my parents must have thought it was a Christmas film. Sorry, Dad, if you're watching this, because <laughs> um, they let me watch this as a kid when I was far too young to watch it. But it, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, probably um, taught you some valuable lessons you know about you know if you're ever in a situation get in the air vents immediately (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and um, I'd say some of the best catchphrases as well like say as you said ho 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 I've got a machine gun Uh, or um, what was the other one welcome to the party welcome to the party pal yes I love that when he chucks the guy out the window to get the the cop's attention yes it's such a good one that's underrated that line (laughs) Yeah, because I think the most famous one, the Yippie Kaye one, just gets too much credit. Have you ever seen the um, like what the change that to for like American TV broadcasts? No. Where it's like Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon, or something <laughs> like that. It makes no sense. But they just changed it instead of bleeping it. Dumped it out. I know. I, I like Charles's one in uh, like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Charles. <laughs> Charles is my favourite character, by the way. Mm-hmm. I am He's, all for Charles. I, I, I identify too much with, with Charles and his uh, anxiety. <laughs> Me too. Oh. And he's, the fact he's such a weird, like, his weird food habits, I am like, I am very weird with food, but just not as enthusiastic as him. I just yeah. have the weird side. <laughs> <laughs> And I take, I take, like, not, not to throw spoilers out there, I take you haven't watched season eight yet. The sick no, no. Uh, right. I'm a Netflix boy for that uh, kind of thing, so I, I gotta wait. <laughs> I'm watching it, I, I told you I was watching it when it finished, and you texted last night to say it was finished, so I am oh, watching okay. it when I go home, because as you can probably tell, I am not at home in my usual surroundings, <laughs> I am at my parents' house. <laughs> Just so to warn you, I did cry, so there. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh God, it's yeah. not going to be like Shit's Creek, is it? I'm not going to be crying for years afterwards. Not spoiling anything, but yeah, not that. Like I say, it was emotional. But um, I think as well, one of the most underrated characters in the Die Hard franchise, and he's the most annoying one in it, is the reporter guy, the William Atherton, on the film. Yes. Um, on the- because that man has no dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, other than, uh, like I say, William Peck on uh, Ghostbusters, did I hate anyone as much just for trying to do their job, basically. And that, you know what, though? That's why he took the role, because mm-hmm. it was exactly the same guy from Ghostbusters. It was yeah. no different. <laughs> Instead of getting a lump of marshmallow dumped on him, he got slapped in the face. <laughs> it's, like, it's the same character. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, one thing I wanted to bring up is how it's kind of like, it's really like densely packed. It's kind of like a perfect movie because like there's no like wasted motion. Like you were saying about the feet thing, which they like, they obviously like set up because he's trying to like get over his jet lag and he has to take his shoes off. And like the guy on the plane tells him to do that. So like you see everything, like all the moving parts. It's just yeah. like really like tightly knit script and everything. It's great. No, yeah. I can't fault a single part of it. I know it's cheesy and it's, it, well, name an action film that isn't cheesy it's overblown um i like it when the the fbi agents coming in they call johnson and johnson um like yeah, for some reason it's like a throwaway joke <laughs> and um i was always confused as well when because like when i first watched it as a kid i didn't quite get understand that part i thought the fbi were part of the bad guys um mm-hmm. but they're just basically being assholes doing what like the normal protocol for what the FBI were doing. When I watched it when I was a little bit older, I got that more and I enjoyed that aspect more. So it's a little bit, you realise you don't, probably don't get when you watch it when you're a kid, um, the, the more you do. And like I say, his wife Holly is absolutely a stunner in the film. 80s power suits all the way with the, that perm. It's just absolutely... Showing um, <laughs> the of me, pads one, for days. <laughs> yes, one of my teenage crushes, shall we say. <laughs> cool. So there's my first, second and third pick gone. Yep, so that's, sorry. So that's, so, so, so that's mine and Jake's second pick. So, um, so we're back, we're back, to to G- back to Jake. <laughs> okay. I can go. Um, I think this one, it's probably going to be quite a unique one because like, like you were saying, Paul, it's like I'm kind of getting out of the 80s and 90s with this one finally. Um, it's The Raid 2, which ah. is from 2014. Mm-hmm. It's like an... Indonesian like martial arts action film. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't yeah. sort of either of you seen it? I've seen no, the first. And it's not on the list. I've seen the first raid. Um, <laughs> I said, yeah. I've not, but I've not seen the second one. Um, it's the same. It's the same main character. Um, I'll try and get his name, Iko Uwais or Uwais. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I had to see this because a lot of people have held it up as like greatest action movie of all time when it was coming out and stuff, and I never got around to watching it. But when I was like offered to come on this podcast, I was like, I've probably got to watch The Raid 2 now just to make sure. So I rented it. And, and yeah, like what a lot of people said is kind of, it's, it's kind of accurate. It's, um, it's a lot like John Wick. Um, I mean, story-wise, it's just you sort of classic undercover cop mm-hmm. has to in- infiltrate. He gets like put in prison for something he didn't do and then has to infiltrate the mob. Like, and then he gets in lots and lots of trouble. But it's kind of like it's all practical effect stuff mm-hmm. apart from like the deaths. Like there's right. plenty of like CGI blood and broken mm-hmm. bones and stuff. But the guy's just like legit like stuntman martial artist. Like some of the fastest punches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's just, 
it's like non-stop like there, there's plenty of like downtime story but mm-hmm. like the action it's yeah. sometimes claustrophobic other times mm-hmm. it's like a beautiful like artistic scene where like mm-hmm. you know it's a one-on-one or it's like a massive crowd of prisoners all just like ganging up on each other yeah but I loved it, so I would definitely recommend that to anyone listening no. who wants to check out some martial arts. <laughs> no, so cool. I, 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 is that because I'm trying to think? Because the Raid Two was that the one that was on the train, or am I completely different? No, um, so like the Raid One, it was like an apartment building, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, like Dread. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, that's why. Ra- that, yeah, that's why I watched the first uh, Raid because I, I was told it was pretty much exactly like uh, Dread, and I love Dread. Yeah. So yeah. this one, it's not, it's not specifically set anywhere. It's like, it's like in a city, basically. Um, mm. Like I said, it starts out in a prison. So you get some of your classic like prison scenes, like Intimidate and the new guy. They don't know he's a cop, obviously. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, also, it's kind of like it scratches that video game itch for me because it has like special boss characters that he has to right. meet. <laughs> there's, like, there's like this, this blind girl with two like claw hammers, um, mm-hmm. a guy with like a baseball bat and a baseball that he like hits people with. Mm-hmm. And then like the big boss who like shows him up early on mm-hmm. is just like, I guess the same fighting style, but it's like, yeah, it's total like video game as hell. <laughs> like, I just love that. amazing. I wanna, yeah. I'm sure I'm being begging us to watch this. Yeah, I just rent. I just rented it. I don't think it's streaming. I had to rent it, but it's mm-hmm. definitely worth like the watch. Get some beers in and mm-hmm. have a fun time and <laughs> see some <laughs> impressive stunts. <laughs> uh, I have heard good things about, and a lot of people's always recommended. It's one of them things where you put on your list, but you think, oh, well, I know with me, I've not been able to take on take in any new films really over the mm-hmm. last year or so. I've been going back to the old favorites. But, yeah. yeah, it is something I'm definitely going to look into now because that does sound like a like if it's if it's like a watching a, a video game that that's i'm all in that's yeah i mean it's like the action's more realistic in a way like everyone's like obviously the most skilled martial artist you've ever seen which wouldn't normally happen but um and it is a subtitled so it's like in i guess like the the native language so like it's a bit of a you know you got to pay some attention if you want to get the mob story but it's nothing super complicated it's just like warring mm-hmm. mob faction type of yeah. stuff and you're kind of there for the action. Great car chase as well, which I feel like is being missed in modern movies. <laughs> Practical effect car chase. No, chases. no, I, I, that's a good, <laughs> that, that is a good point because I can see a lot of the car films these days, you don't really get the, the feel of the old ones. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably like, CG, which is a lot safer. But like this guy, the main character of the movie is like jumping out on the windscreens and mm. stuff because he's like a stuntman. Yeah. and martial arts so, uh, it's scary it's it's one of those where it's like you know your, your heart's in your throat because mm. it looks real and it probably yeah. was which, <laughs> <laughs> there probably would have been someone getting injured on set but because yeah. um as you said it was with it being an asian film like i said they probably don't have the same self and uh, health and safety guidelines as what we, we, we do over here or in america possibly <laughs> and i think when you get when you get martial artists who are doing their own stunts i think there's like a pride element it's like no i can i can yeah. jump out this window and you're like oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, it's good pick. i will check that one out though so that, thank you for, thank you check it out. you have definitely sold me on it <laughs> that that was a good pitch yeah. i loved it i had to check it out i couldn't come on an action movie podcast without see because i've just seen too much talk about it online <laughs> yeah so so, so that, that was jake's third, third. yep so yeah. that, so moving on to my third one your so third. Um, 
this will probably be on on your picks as well. Um, again, it's from 1986. Yeah. Um, when I picked the first film of this, it was a bit controversial because Yu's told us it wasn't a horror film, but this I argued that it was. And I believe <laughs> uh, this the sequel is the action film in the franchise. Um, it, again, was the first one of the uh, female leads shall we say, in an action franchise. It's uh, so, so a Gorny Weaver, and it's Aliens. Not in my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not in mine, but I did watch it in the run-up to this on Disney+, Plus. so I've, ha- I've had a recent viewing. <laughs> I, I just love the elements to this. Like, I know the colours used and like and the design in, and everything. I... I, I like you, Jake, I watched it quite recently again just because I noticed it, it came on Disney Plus and I thought it was quite yeah. uh, funny watching Aliens on Disney. I don't know, I just, it was a, it... <laughs> quite good. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but has it really come on Disney Plus? Because I've been trying, I sold my massive Alien box set collection. Me too. Watch <laughs> it and completely forgot I sold it and it's really difficult to get a hold online. So is it on Disney Plus? Yeah, it's on yes. Disney Plus, yeah. Only that one, I think. Maybe. That's okay. Is that the, yeah. the first one? Just the first one? No, the Just the one. second. Second Aliens. Why would you put the second one on and not the first one? Well, Die Hard, they've got two and three on Disney Plus and not one, because I was going to check out Die Hard, but it's not that. <laughs> no, because I think it's about licensing, because Disney Plus, is, with it being Fox, they're still trying to get all the licensing back t- uh, to view on different countries. Because I know Deadpool's just came on, but Deadpool 2's been on for quite a while. But um, yeah. I think other streaming places probably still hold the rights to um, mm. the other aliens. So this one, I think Aliens came on about a month ago. And that's why, because it flashed up on the stars thing, we now have Aliens. I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> I've got, got to check that out. Um, but it, again, it's still beautiful. Like As a film that was filmed in, 90, like, say, what was the, the date? 1986. It mm-hmm. still looks brand new, it, like the special effects. And again, a lot of all that, well, most of it all was practical at the time. And then, like I say, the, the, the xenomorphs are absolutely terrifying. If you think of a monster film as well, you'll not get better or scarier monsters than, like I say, the, even the little face huggers freak me out, little bastards. Yeah, too, too spider-like. Like aliens are kind of, the xenomorph is like the mm-hmm. sort of only movie bad guy I've had like multiple dreams about as a kid because mm. I just hated them I mean I still don't really like looking at them because they're just all like spidery and oh gross so, <laughs> I have a big um, face hugger that sits in Ant's room above his com- it's next to his computer it's about this this big um, and it's a plush toy okay well at least it's less spidery yeah. in plush form but I, I wouldn't want that there what if a real face hugger hid behind it <laughs> <laughs> It's in his room, not mine, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I still remember because I, um, I was lucky enough to go to Florida um, the first time I went, and there's a ride, uh, I think it's in Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom, where it's called The Greatest uh, like the greatest Story Ever Told or something. It's got a replica of the, the big Chinese theatre where all the premieres are in, in Elliot. Yeah. And, you, and you go in and it takes you through all the movies in, like, in history, like, it's called the movie ride. I thought it was called the greatest story ride, but um, no, it's just the movie ride. Um, it's not but, there anymore now, though, is it? I, I don't. I'm not sure. If they close it down, it'll be a big mistake because it took you through like Oz. You see, where you saw the wizard and uh, the wicked witch popped out, but you're going through the, uh, the spaceship, and 
you see the steam coming around, you, you're thinking, you're going, it's going to pop out. And it does, but it does it so well because it pops out the ceiling and it, and it comes down at you and it's like proper, it's gnarly and like mouth pops out. Or, <laughs> even though you know it's going to happen, it still freaks you out and it's still done really, really well. Yeah, that would be my nightmare come true. <laughs> Like placed in the wrong bit in the ride though because you just come out of Wizard of Oz and then smack bang right into the alien world it's uh, like <laughs> I, 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 I was all in for everything so like I said I was just in awe of it but um, no this one as I said before Alien is a horror film it's suspenseful it's it's the whole like I say you're waiting for these things to come out and well this one thing yeah. to come out and this one it is balls to the wall action from the get go yeah. Um, as soon as uh, Ripley, uh, say again, great lines, uh, saying as, as the intelligence dropped since I've been asleep when they're talking about going back to this planet. Uh, and she knows what they're going to go back for, but she still goes back because well, she's a nice person and she wants to help. But uh, like even the Marines, I was laughing my head off as well because um, <laughs> this is meant to be in the future. And they're in the boardroom and uh, they're all talking and discussing what they're going to do. And they're sitting there smoking tabs and stuff. And I was like, this is the 80s. This is showing you how because how toxic cigarettes and stuff is now. <laughs> that they can't even show them in movies and stuff there. But then it's in the future, they're discussing well, like, what they're going to do with the business. And they're all having tabs and, and they're going through, um, like say, getting kitted out to go and... Um, attack these beasts and they're all smoking away having tabs in their hands and stuff so that you can tell like must have been on a big nicotine craze during the 80s as well um, the, co the commander's never got like a cigar out of his mouth he, 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 like, he like wakes up out of the cryo chamber and he's just like <laughs> but, uh, have you watched the cigar in his mouth it's mesmerizing because he moves it around his mouth amazingly i know it sounds really weird yeah. but it's like there's one bit where he's talking to Ripley and he's, it's on his right side, then he moves it to his <laughs> left side, then he's got it on his top lip and he's hanging on his yeah, bottom lip. And it's like, I think, how the fuck is he doing that? <laughs> I think I noticed that. Is it where, like, she's talking about the power loader thing? Oh, ah, yeah. He's like, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, as you said before about Die Hard, there's great foreshadowing, like, in Aliens, when they show you the power loads and show Ripley using it. You, you know at yeah. the end that's going to be used for a good thing. And, and this one introduced us to the Aliens Queen, which was one of the most badass monsters used in cinema history. And that was a frightening mm. fucking thing to see as well. It gets on the elevator. It's, it's <laughs> evil. <laughs> that, that, part, it's, that, that part's horrible because it's like, crap, like some of these things have got intelligence. So then that's another layer of like, it's kind of like Clever Girl in Jurassic Park. It's like oh, a yes. layer of fear. Like, oh, this, this thing could like navigate its way through a structure to get me still. It's not an animal. But still coming, <laughs> it's still coming after you as well, though. That's the thing. Yeah. But like I say, when you look at the cast as well, it's got uh, Michael Bain, who's fought every single, like say, bad guy in the universe. Now he's, he's tackled the Terminator. He's tackled uh, the Mandalorian as well in Star Wars world. Um, and Bill Paxton, Absolutely brilliant in this role uh, uh, as Hudson. Uh, game over, man. Game over. <laughs> yeah, he's, be... he's like, he's me. Like, if yeah. I was in that movie, <laughs> they're coming out of the walls, man. Like, <laughs> running immediately. 100% <laughs> that would be going through my head. I'll be like, shit, I want to get out of here. I do not want to be involved in this shit. Please, let, let's get this sorted. But um, he's like, do the you know what I didn't. Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you. I was just oh, going to no. say, like, what, what I didn't notice like, when I was a kid, but on this later viewing, I didn't notice how, like, 
how the corporate guy is just so evil and it's mm. obviously like a send-up of like you know 80s like you know mm. Wolf of Wall Street culture yeah and it's just like it's still kind of scarily relevant like mm. if you work for a big company which oh. kind of sucks but he's a great bad guy because you just want you just want Ripley to like blow his head off but mm. she doesn't but like you know yeah. she could justified <laughs> oh no because it was uh, it was Paul Radner wasn't it uh, Paul I've forgotten yeah. his name there. I'm, I'm is that to him from What About You? Yes. What about us or What About Me or something like that? Paul Reiser <laughs> out of uh, Stranger Things as well now. Uh, right. But um, yeah, like see, he starts off saying, he actually tells you I'm the good guy at the start. Yeah. That, remember the actual words? That, that, that's the words that come out to so you. know he's going to be a fucking dick. But this, the whole sinister part when he locks uh, Ripley and Newt into that, uh, that in the medical beer and takes the mm-hmm. gun from them with the facehuggers to get around uh, getting the aliens back was so sinister and so well done. You just wanted them to hate the guy after that. But as as, a, as an action film, it's got every single element that you were looking for. Like I said, the gunfire, the, uh, like I said, the actual fighting, and then there's a robot fighting a giant alien at the end, which is just amazing. And I'm all about yeah. the giant robots. Yeah. I'm all about the giant alien. I think the the alien design in this is just absolutely unreal. Mm-hmm. Who did the design again? Oh, it was... Is it uh, Giga? H.R. Giga. H.R. Giga, yeah. 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 Just amazing. Absolutely amazing. He, I remember seeing one of his books in America once and it was just page after page of all this beautiful artwork and obviously a lot of alien in there as well. And it was much money yeah it's very so much money yeah it was it always it's always interesting how phallic it was it was all quite sexual organs and orientated oh, as well sexy as hell his work like unreal mm. um, i just wish i had like a camera phone i would have just taken pictures of it i'd have been happy with that <laughs> starting we're going to pick number four mm-hmm. jake yeah yeah, yeah? Yep. I feel sorry so, for Sam. She hasn't even got to tell us one of her picks to start with yet. <laughs> week was not my week, and I knew that coming into it. I knew whatever I picked, someone was going to have it. I was fully prepared for this. Cool. Okay, so I've got a, a slightly, possibly more obscure quote for this Ooh. one. But uh, what movie do you think of if I said Teddy Bear? Oh, uh, Demolition Man. Yes, <laughs> 1993's Demolition Man, sorry, Slice Stallone and Wesley Snipes. <laughs> awesome. Like, not on my list. Thank God. Thank the yeah. God. <laughs> Still trying to work out the three seashells. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they even showed up in DSX, and mm. that didn't explain it either. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Like, I remember watching this um, again. I think I didn't get it on like VHS. I think I watched it on like ITV when it was being premiered, but mm-hmm. completely caught us out of left field. You didn't expect it to be as good as it is. Um, Sly Stone, Sandra Bullock, uh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is absolutely the star of yeah. this film. Unbelievable. I think it's one of his best films, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, he's so he's so like fun, but also like scary at the same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. It's just like a really interesting performance because like you know he could like kill you, but you also make a joke right before he does it. Yeah, <laughs> does some like <laughs> crazy spin kick. <laughs> but again, even with the the premise of the film, it's an evil corporation in the background that's running the show, that's uh, playing them off each other. But um, mm-hmm. 
Oh, it's like, a very 80s theme, isn't it? Evil Corporation. And it's definitely a theme in my list as well, yeah. It's a theme in mine too. <laughs> um, here's the, well, here's the embarrassing thing from me. I have seen it, mm-hmm. but it was only a couple of years ago. That's not an embarrassing no. aspect. I know you're how, not very How great. does it hold up like, from a modern viewpoint? You know, like, first watch? It was absolutely unreal. It just, it takes you back to when... When you when you used to get flutters about films, like because now it's everything's all recycled, and you always say, "Oh, they'll never make one as good as that." Mm-hmm. And that's that kind of film. I absolutely, I, I loved it, and um, I love Sylvester Stallone anyway. Yeah. I, I generally adore that man, and um, so it was right. I already enjoyed it. No. That's that's my that's my professional. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed no, it. Yeah. I was just interested if it was like a nostalgia thing because like I don't hear like a ton of. I mean, people talk about Demolition Man, but like not a ton. Mm. There's no, there isn't really many memes made out of it other than like three seashells. Mm-hmm. Um, my like that's the thing. It's like comedy and action. It's yeah. kind of like got it's got a bit of everything. And mm. like my favorites, like the um, the. The thing that like stops him, like gives him fines for swearing. That's yeah. just on the wall. <laughs> it's just like John Spartan, blah 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 blah. Like every time he says anything. Um, also, like, is that the most ridiculous main character name we've hit on tonight, John Spartan? John Spartan, possibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And and Simon Phoenix for the bad guy, wasn't it? Simon Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and I remember Sandra Bull's character, but. As I said, the comedy aspect, I absolutely found hilarious the bit when she invites him over to have sex and <laughs> and he's getting all excited and stuff like that and he put, then they put these weird helmets on and it's like the most bizarre little sex scene ever. And he, yeah. he's just like, let's, let's, let's get down and let's, 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 let's do it. And she's like, this is the most disgusting thing she's ever heard. And yeah, because like exchange of fluids has been like outlawed. Like, well, it's <laughs> like, oh. well, when you say it like that. <laughs> Uh, this wasn't an 80s film, though, was it? It was a 90s, I'm sure. 93, yeah. 93, I thought, I thought so, because it did have an 80s vibe. But I think what you're saying as a nostalgia thing, I, I think the action genre at the moment is taking a bit of a hit, because it's in, inundated with shite, like, if you like it, you like it, the Fast and the Furious crap. I know. Yeah. I've never seen it, because it doesn't show up on streaming, mm-hmm. and I've never... I might have seen two, I guess, or one, mm-hmm. I can't remember, but yeah. Yeah. Because it, yeah, it went from drag racing to uh, apparently the last one is basically the went went into space. So it's it's went full oh Jason. My God, it's Jason. It's went to Jason X standard now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I can say if, if you think about modern action films other than John Wick, you can't think of it, like one that jumps in jumps in the top of your head where you can think like modern horror, modern comedy. Uh, action films a bit of a dying art because as you said cgi does play a big part of it and i think it takes a lot of the elements out of it now where back in the day the practical effects practical explosions um does have like better impacts like could you imagine them trying to do the blues brothers now with that car pile up ridiculous i think (laughs) i feel sly tried to bring um action back into modern day with the expendables i personally really enjoyed the first two because mm-hmm. I went through a Sylvester Stallone binge a few years ago which is why I watched Demolition Man 
and mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoyed them. I thought it felt like it had a, like, especially the first one has mm-hmm. a nostalgia feel of 80s action films. Um, it, had Stone, also, I, it had Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was sold. I was watching it anyway there, so <laughs> yeah. I was happy with that. The cast alone just, like, brings you in, doesn't it? But mm-hmm. I just, I think, I feel like he tried and you're right. There's not, like, horrors starting to pick back up again, obviously. I don't know if you'd class this in the action genre but marvel if you mm-hmm. type in action film all the marvel films are there yeah. so it it has a little bit but it's not what you're looking for because mm-hmm. of what the 80s brought you yeah because i think that was the staple of the films during the 80s was these type of like buddy cops or like action films but um going back to as you said the, the pick that you picked demolition man the elements in it uh, the comedy aspect was done perfectly um i loved the beginning parts where like how he was um, convicted and their mm. punishment then is to be uh, frozen instead of sent to jail because overpopulation in jail they put them in like you say on ice so they can try and rehabilitate them, and then reprogram them mentally with um, like and it's scary to think that yeah could that happen these days <laughs> like could they yeah. program our own minds and because uh, yeah, that's what happens isn't it like the the program Simon Phoenix's mind with like all of the murder, death, kill and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So when he comes out, he's like super powered, like he's like stronger than he was when he went in. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess, I guess they didn't really rehab John Spartan because he doesn't come out different. He just comes out confused at the world. Uh, they give him knitting. They made him. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's got new hobbies. Like he doesn't know that. <laughs> so they give him knitting to, to keep him at the pace. But um, I say. I think that was one of Sandra Bullock. Or, uh, she's probably been in stuff, but that was the first time Sandra Bullock got noticed. I think in in the film industry as well. But um, again, she, she was absolutely beautiful in that film. But um, loads of B movie actors in it as well. Um, like the, the guy who played the police chief. I can't remember his name, but like the bald and like the round glasses. I'm sure he's been in loads of '80s films of around about yes. that time. Um, yeah, another one, kind of like the old snooty guy who hates him, and then they've got like. The old cop who like remembers him from like yeah. back in the day, like that's like that part's really good as well. How it's like you get to see the, the little flashback at the start. Mm-hmm. They get frozen, and then like you kind of get some like hints, and, like you know, oh, mm-hmm. this is like John Spartan. He's this. He's that. And like it kind of like it does like a good build up for when they unfreeze him and stuff like that. And you're yeah. like, yeah, cool. No, I, I like that. Um, I, funny enough, um, I haven't talked about him for a few weeks now. I was talking to Sean about it today. Um, I still can't get the little bastard on the podcast, but uh, <laughs> um, it, it was in his top five, uh, Demolition Man. So I think it is still like a popular one, especially I think with people in our age group. I don't mm-hmm. think any of the younger generation might have seen it. So hopefully it'll give them a chance to watch it because it is one of them. It's a classic, I think. It's one of the better action films, uh, entertaining wise. Um, Maybe not story-wise, but it is an entertaining film, and that's what you you want in these type of films. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Awesome pick. Cool. Awesome, awesome pick. So, Are we going to me now? Yes, yeah, Sam yeah. gets to pick one. <laughs> Let me get my list. I put it away. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just gave up completely on it. <laughs> um, I'll go with this one because I don't know. I was to and fro with this one. But I feel like it is because of the main star, so I went with it anyway. Um, it's from 1991. Mm-hmm. And if I go... Dun, 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 dun. 
The Terminator. <laughs> Terminator 2? Ah, yes, yeah. it, 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 it is. What is it? Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't, like, I, I, I thought you were doing um, something different there, but that's fine. No, I, it is an action film. It is one of the best action films. It's not on my list because I knew someone would have picked it um, down the line. Just, it, it is sci-fi and action crossed into one. Yeah, and that's what I was worried about. And then I was like, well, look, because I was, I was debating between this and The Sixth Day, because I really love The Sixth Day. Right. I know it's not everyone's okay. opportunity. I, I guess so. I, I, don't I, like I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. I, know, I, I know, and I know, I know why, but I really like it. There's some parts I, re- I really like. Um, but Terminator 2 is like, mm-hmm. I don't know why would the Terminator franchise, like the first and second one, is quite big in my house. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's huge. It's, like it's in my household, like mm-hmm. with my family unit, like yeah. the first and second Terminator movies are, like, are quite... Like, mm-hmm. It's a known thing if that makes sense. Yeah. Like we went we went to Florida and um, when I was fifteen for the first time, and we me and my sister had never seen the Terminator films. And at that point, thank God there was only two. Um, because I that's, do not want. There is. Let's just stop there. There is only two. There is nothing out that happened afterwards. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. We're in agreement, there's only two. But we hadn't seen either of them and we went and did the Terminator ride and then obviously like Paul, mm. oh, you've been on the Terminator yeah. ride. It it's, is for three days brings something special, yeah. But it's fantastic. It's mm. brilliant. Um and then we went into a video store and we bought because mm. it, it's VHS times, we mm. bought um the first one mm-hmm. and through that whole whole holiday me and my sister just kept going Sarah Connor yes (laughs) and that was all we did the whole holiday (laughs) then we watched the second one Mm. obviously a scream reference in there but yeah we um, watched the second one and it just it's a like it's my sister one of my sister and favorite favorite films Mm. we she gets the piss taken out of her because we call her the Terminator oh well so so, so should I call her that next week or would I get punched you might do. <laughs> you might hurt you because we always say, hey, "We're going to deprogram you now." Do you need to switch off for the night and right. <laughs> stuff like that? And if I ever get any um, merchandise, like I, I once got um, the chip, mm-hmm. um, the the chip at the end. I can't, I can't think of the chip. Yeah, like the side of dying or whatever. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I heard that, and it was in a form of a key ring. So she <laughs> obviously she got that. Um, <laughs> but I just, I love the second one. Mm-hmm. Because more than the first one, I think the first one's gritty, and yeah. it's probably a bit too gritty for me. Um, but I just I think the second one is great. I love um, is it Edward Furlong? Edward Furlong, yeah. Yeah, I loved him as John Connor. Um, Linda Hamilton is Sarah Connor. I mean, come on, she's just mm. going from the first one to the second one is such yeah. a difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you can understand where it came from. Yeah, and I just think she is badass as fuck in that film. Like, I just want to be her so badly. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I when I got older and I watched them, the transformation from Sarah to what she becomes in T two was a little mm-hmm. bit extreme for my my taste. Like, I do love the films. I'm a purist. I do love the first one more than T two. I know not many people do like that, but I think it's as you said, it's more gritty, it's more raw, um, and yeah. it's it's more scary. I think as well. 
at, at that element because it's because it's more man versus machine where yeah. T2 it is machine versus machine and yeah. I know that wanted desperately to make Arnie a good guy to, to make it more sellable but mm-hmm. um, didn't it, that didn't even cross my mind you know mm-hmm. the, well, the, I was, was going to bring that up but like there was like a lot of like Terminator toys when I was a kid like mm-hmm. in supermarkets and stuff yeah. And it did. It kind of happened with all of the movies we've talked about in some fashion. They got like a little, like a cartoon show or something. Like, <laughs> like it was kind of weird, but yeah. But yeah, like I think I've heard people say that before that they like the first one because it's kind of like a horror film in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think if I remember right, is the climax of the first one where he's kind of like chasing them through like the boundary mm-hmm. and like the cut the cut them in half and like the top half still keeps going and it's just like. You can't stop this guy. Like yeah. it is terrifying in that moment. <laughs> yeah, because Kyle Reese, uh, the ultimate badass, who goes back in time to just uh, get sent back in time from his best friend to shag his mother to recreate his best friend. <laughs> uh, you love a time travel story, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. And again, Bill Paxton is yep. in this as well. Well, he's in mm. the first one. He's um he's one of the motorcycle crew, isn't he? Is it the first one or the second one where he steals these? I think that's two, isn't it? I think it's two because because um Kyle Kyle Reese plays um got a name now but we brain uh, yeah Michael Bain plays is is in T one he's uh, like I say the main good guy shall we say but um I think the action scenes in T two. Are better like that. The motorbike and the lorry scene is the most iconic scene ever, especially yeah. when Arnie's got that shock. And like, even when I was riding my bike, I used to have a like a stick and I used to wait, try and swing it around and pretend to blow things backwards uh, <laughs> uh, to re- recreate the scene. It just like I say, when you see that for the first time, it's unbelievable. I think um, I know CGI wasn't what was used before this because i think the first one that they used a big on was the abyss but then they used yeah. the same type of effects for like say the liquid metal and it, it's the first time you saw anything like that and yeah. again, mm-hmm. and again the, the scene that blew me away that completely i couldn't believe because it looked so realistic it looks a bit dated now is the one where uh, the terminator is blended into the floor and it's like mm-hmm. like the checkered floor and he comes out of that and he kills the the twin um like I say, I was getting the cup of coffee, um, but yeah, that that that's always stood out. And like I say, I, I hadn't seen anything like that before. But I remember the Empire Cinema because I know the age ratings. I think when it first came out was a fifteen, but they were letting people younger than fifteen get in and see this film because they thought it was such a good film. Mm-hmm. And they went, "It's down to the parents' permission." But it was the first time that a cinema that I'd known had, had allowed the people to do that. Yeah, I think there was a bit of a grey area around film ages, a little bit. Because <laughs> so I think I remember getting in to see Austin Powers 2, mm-hmm. which I think might have been at 12, and I think I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Think about that two-year gap! <laughs> put, a little, put a little shirt on, you know, button-up shirt to look a bit older. <laughs> see the spy who shagged me, it was all very appropriate, I'm sure. <laughs> Now that's a, that's a that's a film that hasn't aged well, so sure. <laughs> no, it does have a Demolition Man reference in the first Austin Powers, though. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> oh, true. The liquid goof is. <laughs> oh. um, we totally began to talk about Robert Patrick as T one thousand. Yeah. Like, I'm 
I am terrified of him because of this. And that then transcends into everything he does mm -hmm. because I cannot look at his face and not be ever so slightly, oh, that's a bit scary. And also another like reference. Like going to shoot out of him at any moment. <laughs> another reference me and me used to do is the one from Wayne's World where he, come, he pulls Wayne over and he goes, have you seen this boy? <laughs> uh, but, but I do feel a bit sorry for him because that film made his career but also ended his career because he didn't really do much after that. Like big. Yeah. I think he did have a bit part in The Sopranos. But if you the, think... the faculty? You did the faculty? Yeah, but again, that's not a huge part where like he's went on to bit bigger and mm -hmm. better things type thing. Because he mm -hmm. he's made he's he's made such a name for himself in this just one film. Like how iconic is that? Mm -hmm. Like one film, and he is known throughout the world for that. Like I, mm -hmm. I find that iconic. No, no, I don't think it's a bad thing. But uh, <clears throat> if you if a guy like say he, he's clearly got some talent behind him, and they say as an acting person, but it just didn't go any further than like that to make a big impact. Because you wouldn't think, when you think of big names, it, it, it's like the big stars, Linda Handel and uh, Arnie, Edward Furlong to a degree, but- To a degree, because of his troubles. Because went down the shitter, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, but his own personal demons, bless him. But I don't think Hollywood helped him too much there. But, no, I don't, you're absolutely right. And mm. he should never have been allowed to do the crawl at yeah. all. No. Ever. Whoever said that was a good idea? Mm -hmm. No, it was not. I'm so, so glad I've not watched it. <laughs> so was that your third or fourth pick there? I can't remember now, mate. I'm like lost because you've <laughs> all stole me or stole me picks. I think it was me fourth because cool. I only have one left. Right, so that's fine. So I'm just going to turn the light on before I do my next pick because I'm going to get a bit pitch black. You are so, going dark. So bear with me. Nobody can see that glorious creature from the Black Lagoon t-shirt. <laughs> oh my God, he's got his drama bottoms on too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut away, I didn't see it. <laughs> and now we have light. And nice drama bottoms, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That's how all I wear these days. Even working from home. Sorry, that's all I'm wearing, drama bottoms. Drama bottoms. <laughs> Yeah. So, one so, thing we didn't hit on on T2, I just want to give a quick shout out to Guns N' Roses. Ah, uh, yes. For, <laughs> it's only that, Guns N' Roses song I have on my playlist. Because it's the only one I like. Yeah, that it, it definitely all, made some the vibe of the movie for the little kids in the 80s. <laughs> I think a lot of the films, like action films, potentially did have good rotten uh, soundtracks to it. Um, I, 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 I don't remember a, a film where, like I say, an action film where I haven't enjoyed the soundtrack too. I know yeah. John Wick was a very different type of soundtrack, but it was more... Oh, uh, uh, I think it had like a bit of Marilyn Manson in there as well. So, um, but yes, <laughs> um, I, like I say, Guns N' Roses, like I say, that, uh, you could be... I'm not going to sing this time. I can't do Axl Rose well there. But... Uh, I love the ways oh, yes. way out of line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arnie's in the video, which was probably another like landmark sort of thing for music videos at the time. <laughs> like him just they're a waste of ammo, and maybe maybe he was right. <laughs> that, but, but to be fair, that that's what we're missing these days as well with movies, big movie soundtracks or yeah. like songs yeah. that go compiled. Like I remember. 
Actually, I know the film wasn't great, but the Smashing Pumpkins doing a song for the Batman Forever film. And mm-hmm. it was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, I was just about to mention Batman Forever because for some reason, doesn't it like the opening credits start with like Seal, Kiss from a Rose? Yes, Kiss from a Rose, yeah. <laughs> Which is you know, possibly one of the greatest songs in the entire world, but it didn't really fit the Batman Forever vibe, no. I don't no. think. No, a lot of them, uh, no. <laughs> I used to like yeah, watching. Nice sing along though. But I used to like watching the music videos because you used to see clips of the film and before the film yeah. came out, so you can get like bits of things. Especially you just with the don't bigger. Get that anymore, do you? You don't no. get a music video that is associated with the film and actually has either the person or parts of it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but going to Batman Forever, I only watched it like last year. <laughs> Sorry, let's hope Ghostbusters Afterlife brings that back. I can I can do with Ray Parker Jr. bringing us back to life there. So. <laughs> Yeah, Buster makes him feel good. That, yes. that man has wrote that, that song for 30 odd years. Good for him. <laughs> yes, so my next pick um, yep. has probably the most iconic line in any action film. And just by utter it, you will know, I'm too old for this shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh God, it's not on my list. Oh, it's, it's not on mine. Um, I mean, in reduce it though, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. So 1989, uh, Danny Glover, Mel Gibson, Lethal Weapon. This has one of the best fight scenes in any movie history. Him versus, and um, oh, I've got his name now, is it? Because uh, he went a bit nuts in the. Um, uh, oh, um, Gary Busey. Gary Busey, that one. Uh, as Joshua, Mr. Joshua fighting in the rain in, in, in front of uh, Riggs's house, not Riggs's, Murtoch's house, sorry, uh, was absolutely TV, uh, movie gold for my like, and like I say, especially like in the action film, you just, especially when you're getting all the cops going around and like people to stand there and say, no, no one getting involved. But as an iconic fight, I don't think it's been, there's many films that have done it better. Um, I only watched it, a couple of years ago, because me and Carolyn got into massive arguments over this. Right. I've <laughs> never seen it. Huge fights. And we, she ended up, we watched it at hers once, and I generally can't remember it. Like, you can't I remember it. I'm, I'm in a similar boat where it just wasn't, it wasn't one of the film series we had any videotapes of as kids, and that was right. kind of the only way I got to see like R-rated <laughs> movies back then, <laughs> if I actually had them or something oh. like that. I think, we've talked about the man in the van who used to come in. Well, out. me nana, me nana worked in a call centre, so there was always someone selling like dodgy anything. But that was like more <laughs> like Christmas and birthdays. You'd get like, right. oh, here's like the top ten CDs, <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> loads of DVDs or stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I absolutely love this franchise. Uh, even like I say, I love Lethal Weapon Four, which doesn't get. Uh, too highly credited, but I watched um, probably watched Lethal Weapon three before I watched any of the others, because this was a very uh, yeah, as you said, an R rated. They were very violent. They were very graphic. They were like very eighties. <laughs> shall we say it was all about the drugs, yeah. sex, and rock and roll back then. Um, I mean, I, I think I pretty. I think I remember there being a naked woman almost immediately in *Lethal Weapon*, but yeah. that probably says more about me and my memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a. It started off with a naked woman jumping off a building and getting crashed oh, in yes. a car wow. uh, with very perky boobs. But yes, um, 
I still remember that. But like the whole idea again, it's corporations, uh, people getting involved, <laughs> uh, taking over, uh, beating the man. But having Danny, uh, like I say, pairing Mel Gibson and and Danny Glover together. Mel Gibson has the loose cannon, which is absolutely good. I know he just came off, I think it was uh, Mad Max, um, these films, uh, which again is another great action film, which didn't make my lists. Uh, I wasn't that over-infused with the Mad Max films. I did love the Thunderdome one, even though most people don't. Um, that was on my honourable mention as well, was going to be Mad Max Fury Road, because that's like no. pretty, pretty good. <laughs> no! Uh, Sam doesn't like Tom Hardy. Just no. that's a, uh... oh, okay. I mean, he's not he's not the standout. It's like actually, it's everyone else. So I can agree with you on that. One. It just makes no goddamn sense. Like it doesn't. It has very pretty colours, and for all it is the apocalypse, it's really clean. Well, there's a black and white version of it there as well. You can actually see there's actually they brought out a black and white version of uh, Fury Road. Don't know why, but they did. Uh, <laughs> you can just put it in the sea, Paul, because mm. that's where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't put it on the list now. Get up and walked out. <laughs> you can just the dogs for an hour. <laughs> but no, uh, like I say, with, with the Mel Gibson role, um, he played, like I say, a proper man on the edge, lost everything, didn't give a fuck anymore. And it sounds like Mel Gibson in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, I don't. I don't think it was too far from the truth. Being honest with you, I think that's why I have done. And seeing him getting pushed and like almost wanting to end it all um, was, was was quite harrowing. But Danny Glover again is absolutely brilliant as a downtrodden uh, detective who's just just wanting like a few days away from retirement. But <laughs> the, the typical bullshit. But them pairing together just made t- like the movie and. All the action elements, like even the bad guys, like I said, Gary Busey as Mr. Josh, who was quite sinister. And again, it's about drugs and corruption, all about the 80s. And even the sequels afterwards, like some of the best lines in any films comes for the sequels as well, like they come out in two. Mainly, again, Sean quoted for each other as well, going, I've got diplomatic immunity. Uh, <laughs> it's just hilarious. Diplomatic immunity. Yes. But... <laughs> Um, most evil superpower <laughs> <laughs> exactly but as a balls to the wall action film I don't think you could have um, a list without mentioning Lethal Weapon and even the TV show that they brought out um, like I said did have a short run I think it only ran for three seasons it was done really well it was a big surprise uh, to me I know there was problems in season two with the main actor going a bit crazy and actually trying to hurt members of staff on stage on set oh, uh, is Mel Gibson just like his spirit just running through this oh, franchise yeah. <laughs> you listen to that voicemail and it kind of took over <laughs> yeah. potentially but um, if, if you haven't watched the, the TV show I would highly recommend it just simply because um, it, the way it's done and again it embodies the relationship between the two people like say the, from the, the two different areas and aspects and it it's just, like I say, a, 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 shit, a shit good film. That's the best way I can describe it. Yes. I mean, the, the more you've talked about it, the more like memories have been jogged. And I've probably only seen it like a handful of times, like mm. one. And I remember, I remember renting three mm. for some reason. And I think like, is that the one where there's like a guy in like a homemade suit of armor that they have to defeat? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was um, like Joe Pesci comes in as well as... Uh, yes. <laughs> 
uh, I think Getz, I can't remember his first name, something Getz, where he plays a shyster, uh, like one of these lawyers that chases after people to get, and uh, then he becomes a private eye. But uh, yeah, yeah, life, that's the one, Lethal Weapon 3, when he's got someone in a suit. Oh, is that four? I might be the fourth. This, this, I'm not sure. It could be. Because the it was just a random, it was like a can't find anything else at the corner shop, got to rent something type of thing. I think uh, I got that in his Ventura too. Oh. <laughs> But uh, no, I think I might be in four because that was the one with uh, Jet Li in. Because that was the okay. bit where actual Rig says, I'm getting too old for this shit, rather than Murtoch. So, right, uh, okay, okay. Little, <laughs> a little bit of passing again. And like, um, other actors come in, like, uh, oh, she was in Thor. She played Thor's mom, what's she called? Oh, um, oh, oh, what's her name? Um, Russo. Yeah, Russo. She plays uh, Riggs's uh, love interest and gives him a bit of purpose in life again. Which again, Rennie Russo. Rennie Russo. That's the one. Yeah, but um, like I say, as a franchise, I couldn't have a top five without talking about the Lethal Weapons. So that's my pick there. I do have to say, when I told one of my friends, Laura, who's just joined the group recently, I think she was in your latest post. Oh, um, <laughs> she. She was like, you better have Lethal Weapon on your list. And I was like, I was never a Lethal Weapon kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why we like doing these type of things. It's, it's interesting to see other people's perspectives. I know a lot, sometimes they are quite similar because in the age groups and stuff, but something might mean more to you than it does to me. And, but you can tell me why it means more to you. And that's when yeah. I start getting enjoyed and think, oh yeah, that might get that feels for it again. So I think you described in Lethal Weapon and how it's kind of got some more like depth in the characters mm-hmm. is like, I would get that now. I probably wouldn't have no. as a kid. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I watched it now, I'd yeah. enjoy it more. Yeah, like as a kid, it was like boobs, guns, cars, explosions, yay. But, yeah. <laughs> but now it, I, I'm all about the relationships between like say the actors and yeah. stuff and you can actually feel that there. So that was my fourth pick. So we are going to move on to our last pick. Cool. Ready for our last pick, starting with Jane. Yes, certainly am, certainly am. And I did save my favourite for last mm-hmm. because I felt like it. It is 1988's Robocop. Uh, I was hoping someone what? would pick it. Did you say Robocop? <laughs> yes. Robocop. Yes. For the love of fucking God. It was nineteen machine all cop. <laughs> it was nineteen eighty-seven. Did you what year did you say? I thought it was eighty-eight. No, eighty-seven, nineteen eighty-seven. Was that the UK yeah. release? Because it might have been a year after the United States. Uh, so. potentially. Got your back there, Jake, don't worry. No, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> all I know is I'm about as old as Robocop. <laughs> but I was, I was hoping you were going to do the dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah, I, was, I, I debated it. And then, then I was also thinking, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's my final pick too. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's cool though. That's cool. It is one of the so most quotable you. films as well. Can you fly, yeah. Bobby? Can you fly? Okay, for anyone who hasn't seen Robocop, <laughs> it is a kind of like half sci-fi future story. Which again is anti-corporation or anti-police force. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Massive corporation taking over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it follows our, uh, our hero who gets in a bad way and gets turned into a robotic policeman without his consent, I guess. Well, he's yeah. probably signed his 
life away. But mm-hmm. yeah, then he has to go on and take down Kirkwood Smith and a bunch of people you probably saw in Twin Peaks after. Like, <laughs> <later> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one probably is wanted after I watched it when I was older. Maybe wanted to be a body a, a, a donor, like a body donor. <laughs> so maybe want to like donor parts just in case. <laughs> Yes, this could happen. I, I know it's very unlikely, but um, I wanted to be RoboCop. It sounded yeah. fun. <laughs> I mean, I think like, sorry, I was just going to say like, I think like sort of 80s and 90s TV shows and movies, it, like it made me want to be a mutant as well. Because it's mm. like, you know, everyone was getting green news and getting like superpowers. And I'm like, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> 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 <News> trials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just... I, again, this is a recent one for me, mm-hmm. um, not as recent as last couple, probably the last 10 years, um, mm-hmm. God, not even that, probably mm-hmm. the last five. I, I remember watching it in my old flat and I absolutely fell in love with it. Like once it finished, I played it again to watch it again. It's definitely yeah, got yeah. a charm. It's got, a, it's got its own charm. The, I know they've tried to recapture that when they remaked it, but they made it a little bit too soft. You've, with Robocop, it was very... As you said, 80s, very hard, very brutal, and very adult at times. I know, yeah. like with the sequels and stuff, they went into different depths, like uh, segregation and drug drug abuse and stuff, yeah. which was quite interesting. But with the Robocop, the first one, it was quite pure. It was like these assholes fucking up a city to the point where get this person in, think, right, we can make thing make a difference, and even like. <clears throat> when he's starting starting out like the gun when the gun comes out is very western very uh, old school as well it's just <laughs> very cool aspects very tj laser if you take that that tv show is kid lights <laughs> but um going back to uh, one of your previous picks as well because i think this one's quite similar to demolition man as well in feel um it's I don't like know if... satire isn't it yeah mm. yeah but I don't know if they like, say the production or was might have been behind the same type of film because it, it even looks kind of like the same thing. Like, I know it's futuristic, but it's very clunky and yeah. like say mechanically as, as well. The dirty like future, kind of like Alien as well. I meant to mm. say that, but yeah, like how everything's kind of like dirty and steam coming out of it and stuff <laughs> like that. Even though it's high tech. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've not moved on to like solar power or anything it's still on sustained power and stuff like that <laughs> <clears throat> but i like the whole perspective when they reprogram and stuff and you see it from his perspective and you see everything coming out from the visor and stuff everything was done i, I know that sounds really stupid but so cool in a way yeah like, like yeah cool like proper metal cool like it was awesome mm-hmm. um the main guy peter weller mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to keep checking his name because i don't want to call him um Paul Weller. <laughs> I was, yeah, I've been doing that this week, thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I really don't want to call him Paul Weller, so I have to keep checking Peter Weller, who, by the way, is 70, 74. Mm-hmm. Like, how, that makes me feel old, thinking, like, how young he looks in Robocop, but obviously, yes, he would be, because it was the 80s. Um, he showed up in Dexter as well, didn't he? Oh, That's the only other yeah. thing I've seen. Yeah, I was going to say he was brilliant in Dexter, uh, but yeah. as soon as you realised he's fierce and you thought, shit, Dexter's going to get fucked over by Robocop here. Drop it. That's a crossover we needed. <laughs> also, he's also Batman as well. All right. He's Batman in uh, The Dark Knight. The animated film. Oh, oh, that's right. pretty cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, he does have a good voice. Yeah. He has yeah. an amazing voice. He definitely think, has a good voice. Do you think he got cast for Robocop for his voice though? Because might have been his nice lips. Yeah. <laughs> hey. He does have nice big lips. Uh, <laughs> I, I get I, that. I, I nearly went all Johnny Five on you there. Such short circuit. Hey, laser lips. <laughs> <laughs> I did always wonder that when I was a kid, though. I was like, why don't the bad guys shoot him in the mouth? Which isn't a nice thing. But... <laughs> it might have still been metal behind there. Yeah. Well, it, it is a good point. Like, say, would you not, if, if you're getting fucked over by a machine, that, it wasn't exactly quick as well. It was like, do, do, do. You think you could take aim? He's not going to matrix out the way or anything like that. Yeah. No, that, that you. On the, on the sort of like movement thing though, is like walk when he turns around corners. It's just like, it's just so interesting to look at. It probably like catches your attention. <laughs> I, have, I have seen one of the best cosplayers done a Robocop and it was right. all made out of cardboard. Every, oh, wow. every bit was just cardboarded together and it was fantastic. And it was a woman inside of it as well. And it was mm -hmm. so cool. It's um, she used to go. She goes by her real name now, uh, Danica. But her her YouTube name was Comic Book Girl Nineteen. All right. She, she's, you know, she's partly the reason why I am, mm -hmm. I am who I am today because mm -hmm. she was on the internet being me, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh! and she did this amazing cardboard, like three D effect mm -hmm. Robocop. Uh, she also did um, the, what was it from Alien? You know, you were talking about it earlier. Oh, the, 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 the loader type thing. The loader, yeah, yeah. She also made that as well mm -hmm. and walked around San Diego Comic-Con all day just in this loader as Ripley. It was <laughs> absolutely amazing. Funny you say that. You know, uh, one of our uh, admins, uh, Mark Little, um, yeah. he is renowned for his cardboard cosplay. Really? <laughs> mm -hmm. He does some brilliant cardboard cosplay. If you send him a message or ask him on the post to show off his cosplay, he's done like Bender and stuff like that from Futurama. He, wow. He, he, he is the cardboard him. king of cosplay. I absolutely <laughs> love, I love people's, people's creativity in like any form. And that is just so fascinating. Mm -hmm. But going back to Robocop and how awesome it is, um, I can't remember what the big machine is at the end you know the the big one ed, the ed 209 that's <laughs> yeah. it thank you that was doing my head in that scariest it's... stop motion thing in my yeah. childhood <laughs> yes and um miguel is it miguel ferreira is the bad guy like bad corporate guy um like the like Dick Jones, oh, okay. you mean? Yeah, Dick Jones was the the name of him. But uh, so so Sam's point. Dick Jones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> that was one of the figures I didn't have, and I was going. I had Robocop, but I never had the Ed Two O Nine because he mm. got it. was quite it was quite a big one as well. And yeah. That was one of the figures from my childhood I never got my hands on. So I might look into it now. I'm a little bit older. See if I can get my hands on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but like I think we're talking before about Terminator becoming like toyetic, as they say on the toys that made us. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ro Robocop was like incredibly toyetic because he had like he had obviously the suit. You could be like, oh, it's battle damage Robocop. His helmet comes off. He had like a cool car as well because that had like future like mm -hmm. it kind of looked like demolition like yeah. derby cars. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, oh. And yeah, like Ed 209 and yeah, definitely. And he had a jetpack in three, I think. So yeah, they were just adding mm. toys to him, basically. Uh, definitely. <laughs> that was the 80s though. Like, look at He-Man was... Like it's a they weren't their toys before they were cartoons. Like, yeah, they brought out the toys. Yeah. Then they introduced a comic book to sell the toys, and then they thought, yeah. oh, we need a cartoon. So before they actually released the toys, they had all it. It was there just as an uh, like a marketing campaign to, to make money, basically. Yeah, I think I think um, Lucas, like George Lucas, really set people up when it comes to movies of Robocop that and Terminator. That there's a there's a toy franchise there with the two. Mm-hmm. It's not just a movie franchise, there's awesome. a toy franchise behind it. I remember, I think for Terminator uh, 2 especially, there was a, a kit I had. It was like a model kit where you had the XO frame for Terminator and you put like, them in a mould with plasticine, but it was a pink plasticine, and it put the skin on the Terminator. And then, wow. when, you, and then when you hit it, the skin come off and it, and it showed the extra thing, but it was done in Play-Doh. I remember having that as a kid. Um, if I find it, I'll send you as a picture. It was absolutely amazing. I remember having that as a kid. I couldn't That's think such of a good idea. idea. Mm. I, I couldn't think of anything worse. I hate the feel <laughs> of Play-Doh. It goes through us. I just you don't, don't have to feel it. It's like, you know, like Leonardo gets them with samurai sword. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> just put it with a stick. Just keep prodding it. <laughs> That's true. Didn't think of that one. Um, <laughs> So, well, that, there's our pick. There's cool. our fat mine and Jake's final pick. Did we just have the same list? Cool. Bar one. So, not yeah, too We would have a good movie night. <laughs> so, so, this one turns out, again, I've left it to me last one because it is m- one of my favourite films of all time. It already got added to the top five later this early, well, not too long before doing this podcast because Ooh. my wonderful wife, Nicole, pointed out. It, why have I not got this in? Because it is an action film. Um, I'll be honest, I had Speed in originally. Speed was in my top five. Uh, I that. So, but I did leave that off for this. And again, this has got one of the most iconic sounds. I'll not try and do it because I'll make a titter myself. No, do it. Come <laughs> um, on. It was done in 1981. Mm-hmm. And it's. Yes. So originally we had Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones, but we got thankfully we got uh, Harrison Ford. But this one, Raiders of the Last Ark, was my favourite film, even though it got spoilt by the Big Bang Theory, who pointed out if Indiana Jones didn't do anything in this film, the film plot would play out exactly the way it had, just a lot quicker. Oh, okay. Fowler, who pointed that out? I saw that clip today because mm-hmm. at the moment I'm obsessed with TikTok videos. And I just sit and scroll, and that clip came up of Amy. And I was good when you met, when you started singing it there. I was going to mention that to you because I Raiders of the Lost Ark is not my favorite. Oh. I only and I only like um, what's the third one called? Last Crusade. Last Crusade. It's the only one I like of the Indiana Jones franchise. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you if that was true. <laughs> it is actually. Yeah, when like, you... so like, is it like that he kind of just delays the events mm-hmm. kind of slightly? <laughs> yeah, because to be fair, if he didn't get involved with Marion at the, mm-hmm. the bar, the Germans would have got the necklace. They would have found yeah. the, the Ark quicker. They would have opened the Ark mm-hmm. and been melted and killed. 
So it's the same thing would have happened regardless. Yep, right? just Hindi made it more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a bit, he's like nosy, just like gets in people's business. Yeah. It <laughs> belongs but, in a museum. <laughs> so, but this film, um, even before Star Wars, introduced me as Indiana, uh, as Harrison Ford, as a main actor. And I think absolutely brilliant in this film. There's aspects in this film that just are so funny and entertaining. I love the ad-lib bits, uh, which is the most famous scene in it where they're, they're in the desert and Harrison Ford famously had the shits. And there was supposed to be this really long drawn out fight scene with this really martial artist who was doing all these ninja scenes. And to get the toilet quickly to end the scene, he just, Harrison Ford pulled out the gun, shot a blank, then ran off to go to the toilet and left it in the scene because it looked amazing and, and, and suited it perfectly. Um, that is iconic. I had no idea that was improv, though. No, no, <laughs> no, no it was completely improv. It was supposed to be this long, drawn-out fight scene that was supposed to last probably uh, five to ten minutes. And I knew it was improvised. I just didn't know that was the reason yeah. why it was improvised. No, no, because if you look at him, he's, I know it's hot, but he's sweaty as fuck, and he's just looking to get off set because he was going to shit himself. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Play the blank as a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, so he just pulled out his gun, fired it, and then luckily the guy reacted. Otherwise, it would yeah. have been a bit like say, but um, no, it was complete. First as well. Yeah, which he did in Star Wars again. I'll always fight that. <laughs> <clears throat> but again, Karen Allen in it as Marion was as the love interest was always well done. Always fit Indiana Jones really well. John Reese Davies of. Uh, Lord of the Rings fame, again, first time being introduced to him. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Alfred Moyer, who our Doc Ock was in it at the start. Um, and the whole iconic scene opening bit where he's getting the tomb and uh, getting the, the idol off the thing and he's like he's weighing up the sand and then you get the big bowling ball that was looked fake as fuck, but again, who, who cared? Uh, and chasing it through and who doesn't like to see Nazis getting the faces burnt, burnt and melted away? Exactly. We love to see it. <laughs> need, need more of that in films these days. But um, <laughs> uh, I, again, I'm, I'm not a big fan of The Crystal Skull. I know they're doing a new one, which have just been filming in Bamburgh, but not, not too far from us, which oh, yeah. <laughs> is quite interesting. But the original trilogy, like I know a lot of people like... Um, was it Temple of Doom as the favourites? Because that's normally the first film to see. But again, I, I don't really enjoy it as much. Uh, it's, it's more scary I, for me. I've heard the conversation change on Temple of Doom. I feel like people now say like, oh, it's pretty boring actually. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like the first one's probably the best. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've saw The Last Crusade as many times either. Yeah. So I think that one's like, it's not one of my childhood favourites, but no. it's fine. It's good. I like the ending and stuff, like the mm -hmm. end sort of puzzle yeah. and things like that. Yeah. I, think, I, th I think with Last Crusade, it's the more entertaining one. And like I said, with the comedy value, having Sean Connery and for Harrison, the bounce off, that yeah. aspect always it was key. But to me, the original one, seeing that, and again, it started off a craze of films like that, went along there like say we've got uh, Michael Douglas in the Jewel of the Nile uh, from this uh, type of aspect of a film um, and again it probably would have been a completely different film if we had the, the, the amazing moustache that is Tom Selleck but um, yeah, Harrison yeah. I Ford can't really, I can't really picture that for Indy because like Indy's kind of like sort of 
is like more action oriented and yeah. like Selick's a bit like <laughs> it's laid back and smooth and stuff like that but um, I, again going back I know I might be sounding like I'm like showing off saying going back to Florida saying that going to Indiana uh, after, like movie experience there where they show you how they're done like the like the stunts live is even more impressive um it's such but, a fun show it's yeah. so fun but the guy i think it was water world when i was in like disney and like the, the universal 90s. studios it's still there <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun and um, but the guy who the big guy the big german guy is bomber from mm. alvita Sempet. right <laughs> who is like and he was that's what like He's an actor himself, but he was also kind of like a stunt guy, and he he's the the big big ball headed guy. That's that's bomber. I love I love it. I think it's Pat Boom or Pat Boom or something like that. He was a wrestler. So when you're watching our video same page and it shows you footage of him in the ring, that's real. That's like his real wrestling day footage. I know far too more about Alvita Simpet than I should. <laughs> but I know far too much about wrestling, so it's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. But um. What I wanted to say about as well, I'm a big lover of practical effects when it comes to movies. Um, and I think a lot of the action films back then had a lot of more practical effects done better than what yeah. we're seeing these days. And if you think about it with these type of films, like especially the Indiana Jones ones, there was, especially the old ones, no CGI. It was all done practically. Um, I know one of the famous mistakes in the film, which is quite good and, if you, I don't, I think they've got it out of the, the 4K and the Blu-ray version, but if you've got the DVD or video, you can still see it. Um, when Indy falls into the pit with the snakes, he looks at the snake and there's a glass and you can see his reflection. Yeah, oh I, have, I did not know that. Yeah. I have seen that. It's like, you wouldn't notice it in like this the quick moment it is, mm -hmm. but once it's pointed out to you. Like, no. isn't it because, like, <laughs> isn't it because he's, like, is he, like, real-life terrified? Of oh, yeah, like, 100%. Well, yeah, he's, yeah. He, he didn't want to do the scene at all. He was asking for any other thing other than snakes, but... Even that yeah. line improvised as well, where he says snakes, it could have been anything, but it was snakes. <laughs> or something along those lines. I'm Possibly. sure that line was improvised. Possibly. I wouldn't put it past anything like that, but, um, again, as an action film, it probably doesn't... Uh, jump out because it didn't jump out because it's more of an adventure no. film if that makes sense but yeah, it is uh, it is an action film I would say one of the, one of the greatest ones um, so yeah that, that's my last pick and one of my favourite films of all time like I say, I'm, I'm always going to be a big indie fan I'll always go back to indie um, I love watching it um, especially it was one of the ones I got the projector out and watched again and it still lives up nice. uh, to the expectation that's so cool that you can do that so you can you can experience these these movies on a larger screen like you know i've never seen jurassic park on the big screen before it's like my dream just to see jurassic park on the big screen i and think i did get to see that like in sun well yeah i saw it when i was a kid in sunderland and then i'm pretty sure like they did it again sort of in like the 2010s or yeah the, they brought it out in 3d so you, there was a 3d oh, version on I the cinema do 3d i'll end up being sick. yeah that that was probably what i saw i don't like 3d either but i think just to see jurassic park it was like worth a shot <laughs> well we were, i mentioned this on our jurassic park episode me and carolyn were trying to get tickets for the sage because they were showing the movie with 
the orchestra playing yeah. in and a live orchestra and then mm. could we shit get tickets for it it would have been like not only to see it on the big screen but have a full live orchestra playing yeah. Yeah. the soundtrack through the mo- oh come on man oh, but yeah i am going to live out my yeah dreams. could be an idea like say just thinking out loud here uh, again like I say, not for all the listeners, but if if like I say, if you know anyone that's got a big back garden, I would say I've, I can get the screen out and like I say, you can actually uh, put it in the back garden. Like especially when it's getting dark at night now, it could be an option. Yeah. That would be a cool idea. I am just yeah, like really stretch that FBI one into like <laughs> not to show up things to like so that everyone can see it. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, wow. But that's, like I said, my last pick. The only one, the other one that did, uh, like I said, I mentioned before, was Speed. That was going to be in it. And the that's other one I, that did come out and go back in and come out and left last five minutes, I swapped it for um, John Wick, actually, was um, The Matrix. Oh, yes. I, I watched that. The I watched that the other night and I was thinking about it, but I was kind of like, it's definitely super influential. But it kind of, some bits look a bit goofy now, mm-hmm. probably just because it was like early CGI. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the bit that takes me out of it completely, that makes it from a perfect film to just being a good film, is Superman at the end when he flies off. I'm just like... Oh, oh yeah, like um, Rage Against the Machines playing. That element kind of just went right, <laughs> fuck you. But uh, <laughs> that's my only gripe with that film, basically. Yeah. But yeah, I watched it recently just because obviously the, the trailer for 4 came out and they're all on like Amazon. So I was like, mm. it, it definitely crossed my mind because like there's some cool action with like Hugo Weaving. I don't mm. know if he was actually doing the stunt, some of the stunt work or what, but mm. his character's like got some cool fights and it's kind of, it's kind of cool how it's like a guy in a suit fighting. Mm. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. But he looks brutal as fuck. It's oh, like, that's like I said, there's some amazing scenes like uh, Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus when he's t- t- on that chair and then he jumps out the window to the helicopter. Like I said, that yes. element like I said, blew me away. It just, it just seemed so powerful back at the time. But um, like I, said, I know there's an uncut version of uh, The Matrix as well, which the only thing they cut out was a headbutt. Apparently, to oh. stop it from getting like a high rate and they had to cut out a headbutt that Sean, that Keanu oh, uh, Waves did. Yeah, it's oh. unreal what you've got to censor in Hollywood sometimes just to get your movie out and what mm. so a headbutt could do it. <laughs> yeah, can I just ask, like, did everyone end up with a copy of The Matrix because it just came with like a DVD player or something? Because yeah. I definitely did. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That and Toy Story. Okay, I think I got like Terminator 1 with the PlayStation 2 as well, but yeah, like very early DVD days. <laughs> I didn't get free shit like that, bastards. <laughs> and it had like, like my Matrix had one, you know, when you would like, like snap the little plastic. Yes, thing. I've still got it upstairs because it's my mum's copy. We've still got it upstairs. It's the snap thingy. My Cardboard on the front, that. yeah. <laughs> but it, the only dodgy one I had was uh, Stephen King's It. That was on double-sided DVD. So you had to play one my, side and turn it over to watch the second part. Oh, God, yes. My copy of The Exorcist it has an a, a and a B side. It's not even that long of a film. Oh. <laughs> please yes. turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> it does actually come up. It says, please flip the disc. Yeah, please flip up. two side B. <laughs> yeah. I that. Continue yes. your nightmare. <laughs> so yes, that's our top five action films. Actually, I think the went like, I that enjoyed that. Yes, 
I really enjoyed that. I really, really enjoyed that. And also, Jake, I really want to get you back on to talk about wrestling. Like, oh yes, I was gonna, I was gonna sort of selfishly say like, if there's ever like a nerd talk Mortal Kombat, like I'm definitely your guy. <laughs> but yes, I could probably talk wrestling for hours and hours. Um, but yeah, like it's been, it's been so much fun. And I'm sorry about the tech issues oh, at the start. No. <laughs> No, that's fine. We got there in the end. Like I say, we're not not without uh, tech issues, but no, it's been well, like I say, one of the fun ones. So thank you for coming I on. I really enjoyed that. Uh, it was so much fun. Hope you hope you enjoyed. Just to give a shout out uh, as well, like I say, uh, thank you for everything you do on the on the Facebook group as well. It, it is appreciated. I know you do start a lot of topics and keep the conversations going as well, which means the world to me. So thank you very much for that. Oh, thank you. Like thank you guys as well, because like it's really hard to run like a non-toxic community when you're getting up past like the thousands like you're in like you're over three thousand now right yeah that's scary so <laughs> definitely well done on keeping like some kind of control over that because i've seen it go bad in the past like and had to leave groups and this one's going good mm. and i'm sorry i always talk shit about hawkeye every chance <laughs> i get because i just really don't like jeremy renner <laughs> I, I, I think you upset donna the other day but that's about it <laughs> i'm sorry I really appreciate. I would just like his character to to die. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he will, because Kate Bishop's so much better than him. Yes, um, I, I agree. I really, I really appreciate the comment about the the non toxicity in the group because it's the main focal point of what like our podcast. What we're trying to do, group, anything to do with like comments and that. It's what I focus a lot on because I absolutely despise toxic behavior especially in fandoms like I've seen it in the Star Wars community the Marvel community and it's vile and so mm -hmm. thank you for pointing that out yeah but that that's the whole point of like I say of starting what it is I didn't want to just when I did have the idea of like say nerdy up north it was all aspects of nerdum because to me anything can be nerdy and anything yeah. you're passionate about shouldn't be critique to like you should have that po positive experience and that positive way of expressing it as well so yeah. it doesn't always have to be negative like see i know a lot of people post things that you don't like I, i'm not exactly the biggest fan of them type of topics but i know there is the place i don't mind the odd controversial topic as well which i have started a few times just to yeah. not to stir the board but just to get people's opinions and i've been mm -hmm. amazed as well at how mature that's most of the responses i know you can't place and keep everyone happy um especially she when uh, yeah <laughs> especially when people tell us uh, that the group that's n this it's not what the group's for but when i've started the group it's a little bit it's like <laughs> I'm, the person, I'm the person who started the group and i'm the person who started the thread like yeah, I'm the about. <laughs> yeah. couldn't be any more about <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but like i say it, it's all interesting and like I said, and it seems to be helping people that's that's mm -hmm. the thing i'm getting from it now which i never thought in a million years it would be like say this was a project to stop me from going crazy during lockdown mm -hmm. and it's turned into a little bit more which again i don't want to get too emotional about uh it means a lot to us and uh, so, yeah. jumped on the bandwagon and said take me with you <laughs> <laughs> i think um, i think i got invited by like grant and stuff like like a few months ago but yeah jumped in i've loved it <laughs> it is like a good positive space because like i said i'm in other sort of larger groups around like pop culture and stuff and it's like they tend to go bad so again like well done for keeping it under control and cool <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you very much. Yeah, it's the goth cast now. <laughs> the goth cast. Yeah. Well, 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 to be fair, next month is going to be turning the goth, uh, goth podcast when oh, we've done all about Halloween and stuff. So a lot of interesting episodes and interesting ideas we've got for that. So fingers crossed at the work. <laughs> I shall look forward to those. Once the October is over with, I definitely want to arrange a wrestling because like, I am itching to talk. Wrestling has been my life since I was a child. So I'm, I'm desperate to talk. You know, you know, when you said like you've said in the past that you, you like watch stuff with your granddad, like mm -hmm. my granddad loved wrestling. And yeah. yeah, he's not around anymore, but I still really think of him whenever I watch wrestling because it's yeah. like it was our thing. <laughs> Yeah, it was. No. It's the same here. My my granddad's is been gone, God, since two thousand, and I've still I I don't follow it as much now, but I still keep up to date with it because it's yeah. the it's the last thing I have left, like mm. to remind yeah. us of the last thing. But it's like the most poignant one. Like I just remember, like we watched English wrestling, we watched American mm. wrestling. Like it's just it was just mine and his thing. Yeah, I'm wearing I'm wearing an AW t-shirt right now, and wrestling <laughs> is good again. I can wrestling say. is good again. I am I am hyped. So yes, I would really love to have a sit down conversation about that. Oh, I would love to anytime. Like I'll come back anytime for anything. Awesome. These have been great. I've had oh, lots of fun. <laughs> and just to get the promotion out now. So yeah. like I say, if you've enjoyed this, please again like us, subscribe on YouTube. Um, like I said, uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music now as well. Um, again, just search Nerdy Up North. Not, we do show up in more searches now, which is again scaring the hell out of us. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, if you want to join our Facebook group, please, it's Nerdy Up North Community on Facebook. We've just launched the Nerdy Up North Book Club, which again, I don't really have too much involvement with, but I'm trying to support. And uh -huh. uh, on Instagram as well, Nerdy Up North, we've grown there as well. We're almost at two and a half thousand followers on Instagram, which is just me just posting the memes that I find I on, on the Facebook group. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so again, Jake, you've been an absolute star. Thank oh, you so much for coming on. You. Like I say, so uh, again, hopefully it won't be too long till we'll have you on again. And I hope yeah. you've enjoyed it as well. Definitely enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, so, so remember, same back time, same back channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.